You are Locked On NC State, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenta Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack, and this episode has been brought to you all by the great folks over at Rock Auto. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to celebrate good times. We're going to celebrate good times. Come on. A celebration, y'all. Uh, Roy's gone. Roy's gone. Uh, he's retired. He, he said that he was no longer the man for the job. But y'all know me. I don't really focus on other teams and what they do here. So uh, I'm going to talk mostly about what this means in terms of our program, as well as we're going to talk a little bit of pro day here uh, as well. And and mainly, this is just going to be uh, just mainly an episode about what I need to see from basketball going forward with all things considered. Uh, so with that being said, with I'm, I'm excited. I'm geeked up. The first thing that we have to talk about, I don't know if there's a great overlap of the amount of people who listen to this show who are also young enough to have watched uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, which was a cartoon show on Nickelodeon, okay? Now, why am I mentioning a, a children's cartoon in reference, to, uh, in reference to what's going on here? Well, very simply, there is always in, in shows, movies, all that good stuff, there's always these moments where everything aligns perfectly. Everything just comes by at a perfect time. And it just, it sets you up in a certain situation in a certain way to either have success or greatly be a detriment to your success. And right now, we are looking at the Sozin's Comet of, uh, of NC State basketball. So what was Sozin's Comet? In Avatar The Last Airbender. Well, what we had there, it was a situation of uh, basically the Fire Nation, they were the bad guys in the show, but the Fire Nation wanted to basically take over and assert, in, assert even more control over everybody else than they already had, right? There, there were people who could bend all the elements. It was uh, water, air, earth, fire. All right, there's only one person who could bend them all. That was the Avatar. Big point to show that. But anyway, the fact of the matter was this. When Sozin's Comet, also known as the Great Comet, was going to pass by, it was described as giving firebenders the power of a hundred suns. Now, here's the thing. Coach Keats, this is Sozin's Comet. This is it. This is it. Do not miss this window. Do not miss this chance. Patino, for whatever you may say about him, he is a darn good coach. For whatever strippers he may purchase, he is a darn good coach. Louisville ain't been the same since he left. Louisville's recruiting ain't been the same since he left. Say what you will about him. Those are just facts. Roy, gone. Coach K, on his last leg. He really doesn't have too much to give that Duke program than what he's given right now. That's the honest to God truth. I don't see them going any going back to being a, a super dominant. I think that that year with Zion was pretty much his last gasp of being like, 
I'm going to try really hard here. And other than that, eh, figure it out. So that's, there's that. Beheim, Booger Beheim. He's about to be on his way out the door. I think he's going to follow Buddy right on out the door. So with that being said, Coach Keats, this is, this is Ozai's comment for you. This is what's going to give us the ability to be competing on a national level for years to come. This is the opportunity. And why do I say that? Number one, the state of North Carolina will still be a basketball factory even without the Blue Bloods being who they are. So what happens then? What happens when you're in such a fertile ground that is producing ball player after ball player after ball player? What do you do? You have to keep, keep a lot of those kids in state. You have to. You have to. Yeah, you might not be the blue blood, but guess what? You're the elder statesman now. You're the guy who's been around the block now. You're the guy who's been here, done this. Figure it out. Figure it out, big dog. You got to make that happen. You got to make that happen. No more none and duns. We've been through that. We've been there, done that. Now it's time to pick up the recruiting. It's time to really get going as far as that goes. Also, we knew that something was going on because of all the mass transfers out of university and no consequences. Like That's just something ain't right whenever things like that happen. It just ain't right. And we all knew something was going on. This is what happened. This is what happened. So with that being said, the ACC is different than what it was with the traditional powers at the top. Georgia Tech just won a conference tournament, for Christ's sake. This is the time. And I'll tell you what, Leonard Hamilton, for as great of a coach as he is, for as great as he has been at Florida State for, for as many years as he's been there, took him seven years to really get that thing going, but now he's got it rolling out a tremendous rate, right? He's not going to be there forever. There's a clock on all these other coaches. There's a clock. They're all much older, been in their positions much longer than Keats. So now it's time. It's time. All the stars are aligning. Everything is coming our way. It's, it's aligning in a way that we need to make something happen fairly soon here. And I'll tell you what, because of this, barring, again, other than the state of North Carolina being a just as much of a, a basketball hotbed as it is, if you look at the Triangle, if you look at Kinston, uh, the city with the most NBA players made per capita, if you look at a lot of different things out of North Carolina, the fact of the matter remains, you have to find a way to get it done. So, I see it like this. Barring major injuries, barring severe unseen circumstances, barring some absolute nonsense that nobody could have predicted coming, I say in two years, two to three years, if we aren't competing on the national stage, if we aren't competing for ACC championships, if we aren't in the top fourth, fifth of the conference, I will be happy to say, you know what? Uh, it's time to go ahead and abandon Keats. It's time to go ahead and go another direction. I'll happily say that. I believe that Keats will get us there, though. I believe he will. All things considered, I believe he will get us where we need to go and get us into these winning situations, get us into some championships, get us into some championship talks. I believe that he will. But I am not above admitting if I am ever wrong. I am not above changing my perspective with new information being presented. I will never be above that. That is not how I'm wired as a man. That is just not it. 
And I don't want that to be it for me. I don't ever want that to be a thing that people are like, oh, yeah. At the end of the day, if he came up with an opinion on something, that's how it's going to be forever, according to him. I don't want that. I don't want that in the slightest. I don't want that not one bit. So, again, when I am looking at this situation and I'm saying to myself, well, what am I, what are we, what are we looking for as far as uh, Keats going forward? Again, the situation is perfect. The Blue Bloods are down, man. The Blue Bloods are down. It's our time now. It's our time to show up on the scene and make something shake. Because, again, if we can't make something shake now, you know, uh, in the word, the, the, the uh, singer Sierra, Russell Wilson's wife, she made a song that said, if that boy don't love you by now, he will never, ever, ever love you. Well, let me tell you something. If I am looking up in two years and we're still talking about NIT, if I am looking up after all that we're seeing right now in a couple years and we're still talking NIT, we will never, ever, ever, ever be winners with our coaching staff, with our uh, team, with our players as they are assembled at that time. And that's just the honest to God truth. Because, again, I'm going to tell you what it is, what it ain't, what it could be, and what it can't. I'll tell you straight up what's going on here. And if if that is the case that we can't seem to get a win even with that, then fine, that's the case. But that tells me we will never be able to win uh, with Keats at the helm. But again, that's not what I believe will happen. I believe Keats will make it happen. I believe we'll be looking at uh, being a perennial top 25 program, being a perennial uh, program that is just always going to be expected to make a tournament run and go deep in the tournament. I think that from this point forward, we're seeing that, hey, he's building with these young guys. A lot of things happened to where we had to play a lot of young guys this year. But by, beyond this, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. With this, this ride should be a little smoother and we'll be cruising. And if we are talking about keeping your ride smooth and cruising, let me talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business that has over 20 years of service to customers under their belt. Rock Auto is also a company that will provide you with reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need. Why go to a traditional chain storefront where you would ask uh, someone behind the counter whether or not they have uh, parts for your car and instead of the specific part that you're looking for, they'll reference you to whatever they have uh, in their warehouse at stock at the time or in the nearest warehouse to them. Not only that, you could be paying 30, 50, or even 100% more than you would for the same parts that you would at rockauto.com. It is all online. Use promo code locked on in the how did you hear about us box and go to rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So, I'm not going to talk about uh, I'm not going to talk about Roy's retirement the entire time because, like I said, uh, 
this is this is about us. This is what's going on here. And um, at the end of the day, again, there's only so much that we could talk about what should happen going forward, right? I think it'd be a waste of time to hit you all with hypotheticals for a full show here. So with that being said, we're going to move over to Pro Day. And let me tell you something. The This Pro Day, boy, Aleem McNeil made himself some money. Move, big fella. Move, big fella. Number one, for him to be 317 pounds, basically 6 to 317 pounds. Number one, he's lost 18 pounds from what he was uh, playing at or what he was listed at, rather. And number two, he ran a sub 540. Now, I know to a lot of people, that's not a big deal or like everybody's seeing all these four threes pop out and they're like, oh, what's the difference? Let me explain something to you, okay? First of all, for a defensive lineman, especially an interior defensive lineman, a 40 doesn't really matter that much. The important thing is the 10-yard split. Like, you can't really hurt yourself too bad unless you run something crazy slow, like a 5-4 or something like that on the 40. But for reference, let me hit you with some of the 40 times of the current nose guards in the NFL who've been dominating or guys from the past who dominated and did it for forever and a day. Um, all of these guys came in at a 5-1. Vita Vey, Vince Wilfork. I mean, those are two of the best. And and the when I say the best, I mean those are guys who are the quintessential nose guards who you are talking about when you describe the nose guard position, if you were to describe it in the mid-2000s, early mid-2000s, maybe even the late 2000s, the first guy you thought of was Vince Wilfork. That was the first guy you thought of, right? Vita Vey is now that. He's now the guy that he is establishing what the new modern nose guards are. Both of those guys ran five ones. Neither one of them had a as fast as a 10-yard split as, uh, as Aleem as well. So that tells you that this gentleman, he's not, just, he's not just out there, you know, making long strides towards the end of the 40. No, 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 no. The get-off is quick. It's explosive. And he can move on the, on the back end of it. The 27 reps of bench press for Jesse Eisen on the cake. Um, you expect that from a guy like him and his arms measured out a little longer than I believe some GMs uh, would have thought that he had. But this is just, to me, this is just a situation where you have to look at this and you have to say to yourself, if anybody was thinking that Aline McNeil was not a first rounder or, oh, you don't spend a first rounder on a nose guard, I think he just changed some folks' minds there. I think he did. I honestly think he did. And a four five nine short shuttle as well. I'm honestly and truly, I think that he changed some people's minds as far as uh, whether or not you take a guy like him there. Because he's a plug-and-play starter quintessentially, especially in the early downs. But not only that, this is a nose guard with pass rush ability. Most of the guys that you look at in that situation of, even when you're talking about uh, what events Will Fork or Vita Vey brings, right? Those two are the, the example. Those are the standouts. Those are the top of the line. Every nose guard doesn't bring their pass rushing ability. Aleem McNeil does. He brings that to the table. 
So when you have a guy who is his size, bringing speed, bringing quickness, bringing pass rush ability, and being graded out as one of the top run stoppers in all of college football last year, not in the ACC, not in the Power Five, not of interior defensive linemen, of all players, one of the top guys as far as run stops of all players, this is a, a just a very clear, oh, we know what's going on there. We already know. We, there's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about this. You cannot pass on a young man like this, especially if you look at some of these teams on the back end, there is no way on the back end of the first round, there is no way that you can tell me, oh, yeah, they they couldn't be helped by a, a nose guard who would be a starter right now at all. You can't tell me that. You can't tell me. The Baltimore Ravens and losing Bernard Pierce, you can't tell me that they, they wouldn't be helped out by a guy like him. You can't tell me that. You honestly and truly can't tell me that that team wouldn't uh, be helped out by it. The Jacksonville Jaguars, they need help everywhere. Like that, and, and that's no exaggeration. That's no exaggeration. If I'm lying, I'm flying. But I'm trying to tell you that is no exaggeration. The only team that I can see in the back half of the first round that I'd say, eh, I mean, a, a nose guard wouldn't really serve them all that well. The Green Bay Packers, because they already have one in Kenny Clark. They already have a really good one in Kenny Clark. That's about it. That's all and that's about it as far as I can see. I mean, if I'm looking at all these other teams, I again, correct me if I'm wrong here, but everybody else on that back end, they either have good, decent uh, interior defensive linemen or their defensive linemen on the interior are getting old as dirt and they're going to need to have, they're going to need to bring some fresh blood in anyway, or they just don't have a lot of guys who can, uh, who can physically do it as well. I mean, let's just be honest here. If you're looking at uh, if you're looking at the Titans, if you're looking at the Titans, for example, tell me that they wouldn't have use for him. When I mean some of their guys who have been starters, who have been playing for some time, you got a 32 year old and a 29 year old, and and Jack Crawford and Daquan Jones on that roster. Murchison played a little bit last year. Jeffrey Simmons played well, but at the end of the day, you can't really go at it with one or two defensive tackles in the day's game and say, "Oh yeah, we'll be all right with that." And also, both of those guys are about uh, all of the younger guys as far as Murchison, Simmons, uh, Tart, and Taylor. They're all about 300 pounds. They all are more of a three-tech mode than um, a one-technique. And if you don't understand the difference between the two, a three-technique is generally a little taller or a little longer and a little quicker. That guy is responsible for more disruption up the field. Or if you're looking at a uh, three-four front, that would be a, a four-technique, which is most commonly lined up over the tackles in uh, run situations. So when you look at that guy, you're looking at a guy that, again, is more quick, a little bit more of a disruptor than a guy who is just that big, stout body that's just going to absorb blockers. That's just going to destroy your scheme by the fact that you have to commit multiple bodies to him in order to plan on having a successful run play anywhere in his vicinity. They really don't have anybody in that vein. And again, I could do this all day with the teams on the back end of that first half. But the fact of the matter remains, he there's a place for him on a lot of those rosters. On a lot of those rosters. The Jets as well could use him. 
the Steelers too. I mean, it's again, I could just go on and on and on. But long story short, whoever gets them is going to get a great get, especially for where they get them on that back end of the first half, uh, first round, because he's going to be there for some time. This is going to be a guy, again, signed, sealed, delivered, ready to play right now. There's not too many guys that you can look up that you can look in a draft and say, I'm fairly sure on that, but he's one of them. That that to me seems like a safe bet. And if you're a better, go to betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football season is right around the corner, but we don't have any right now. College basketball may be coming to an end too at the moment, but the NBA and NHL are in full swing, and baseball has even got a role in the day. My Tigers won. Yes, sir. They won uh, 3-2 over the Cleveland Indians on opening day. So, you know, pocketed myself a little change off that. But anywho, BetOnline has real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON to do so. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Also, while we're here, we are getting towards the end of Built Bar Madness, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight is the final round of Built Bar Madness. It has been coming down to the wire, matchup in and matchup out. And just like March Madness, this one's about to come to an end too. So make sure that you go to BuiltBar.com or at Bar underscore Built on Twitter to get your vote in for the bar of the day. This is a delicious, low-sugar, low-fat, low-carb, high-fiber, high-protein protein bar that does everything that you need in order, to, uh, in order to assist you in weight loss while also being filling and good to you and good for you and good tasting. All right? So make sure that you go to the website and use promo code LOCK15 when you go to get 15% off your order. Again, promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off your next order. So we're about to close this thing out. But again, I just need y'all to remember a few things here. This here is Ozai's Comet for NC State basketball. And again, if you don't understand, Google it. But long story short, all the stars are aligning for a major shift as far as who the powers are in the conference. So what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? Again, I have been as pro-Keats as anybody. And I still am pro-Keats. I am not abandoning this at all. I believe that he will have us in a point of national relevance. I believe that he will have us in a point of, of competing for conference championships, competing for national titles, competing for... Uh, or making deep runs into the tournament every year. I believe that he'll get us there. I wholeheartedly believe that. But also, the bills aren't paid off of my belief. The banners aren't hung based off Kenton Gibbs' belief. I'm sorry, they're not. If they were, trust me, we'd already have some national championships for football. But that's just not how it works. I am but a man. The fans listening who believe in Keats, you are but a man, a woman, a person. Also, happy uh, Trans Visibility Day. Now, 
we are but people. That is all. One or two people. Maybe even hundreds of people. Maybe even thousands of people. The belief in something does not make it more real than it is. We can all believe that Coach Keats is the guy. He's going to get us over the hump. He's going to get us a championship. He's going to get us the wins till we're blue in the face. Eventually, we got to show and prove. Eventually, we got to show and prove. And with the concoction of everything we're looking at in the ACC going on right now, it's time. It's showtime. The lights are coming on, and the ability to snatch everything that we want as a program is right there. Is right there. Also, I forgot to mention Kerry Angeline's number numbers. Uh, Kerry Angeline did fairly well on his pro day as well. Uh, we all knew that he wasn't the greatest athlete in the world, and, and he was more one of those guys that's, even though he split out a lot and all that, uh, even though he's detached from the line of scrimmage a lot, we all know that he's more of a football player than an athlete, right? From a standpoint of he knows how to work open in these, uh, and he knows the ins and outs of coverages. He knows how to work himself open. He knows how to high point a football. But those things cannot be measured at a combine. The things that Kerry Angeline is really good at can't really be measured at a pro day. But also, he didn't put up uh, horrible numbers at his pro day as well. So, you know, these these things these things are very important. I haven't gotten uh, anything on Joe Scorthorpe's numbers, but I think that all three will have chance a, a very good shot at making an NFL roster coming up this uh this this uh offseason. The fact of the matter is it is just like anything else it depends on where these guys go. They have the talent, they have the ability, depends on where these guys go. Aleem McNeil, anywhere he goes, sure. He's going to make it work. He's going to figure it out because he has that type of talent, that type of natural uh, ability, that type of he's, – he's worked his way and developed himself into a player. Regardless of where he goes, I have no doubt in my mind, uh, barring injury, if he stays healthy, everything's going to be all right. That's, that's, that's the uh, fact – that's the matter of the fact with him. Kerry Angeline, I definitely feel like he can contribute to the right offense uh, and be a, a major contributor going forward maybe after a year or two. And Joe Scorthorpe, same thing. Position versatility, a guy with a lot of versatility who can play a lot of different positions. And, you know, Andrew Snicker made a very good point in that if he's playing tackle for you in the NFL, you may be in trouble. Sure, sure. But having a guy who can play uh, the center in both guard spots is still immeasurably valuable because, again, you have a finite amount of roster spots. And with that finite amount of roster spots, you have to cover – for all of these, all of the positions on the field, just in case somebody goes down, and a player like him who gives you uh, two or three positions in one player, well, well, that's that's pretty valuable if you ask me. All right, thank you all so very much for coming on and listening. I appreciate it so very much. Uh, I appreciate you all every time. It never, I, it never gets old see, seeing my numbers uh, go up because of you all. Peace and love, y'all, and as always, go back. You are Locked On NC State, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.